Hey, Larissa, what are you working on there? Well, this is my list of New Year's resolutions. Okay, what do you got? Okay, well, I only have two because they're pretty tough. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to become a vegetarian and I'm going to start a podcast called Vegetarian Zen. That was your list last year and you've done both of those things. Oh, this year's going to be a cakewalk. Happy New Year! Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey, Veg Zeners, welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. And today we'll be talking about New Year's resolutions. We'll As if you couldn't about, tell. What's that? As if you couldn't tell. Yep. And we'll be talking about, do you make them? Do you not make them? Um, and if you do make them, we're going to be offering some tips. I, I have myself have sometimes made them and sometimes not. But, you know, we'll talk a little bit about that. And also talk a little bit about if you are somebody that makes them, how you you can um, stay on track with them a little bit better. Right. And I apparently just found out that you're not supposed to make ones that you've already done. That's probably ideal. Well, it doesn't work for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, but before we get into today's episode, let's uh, have let's talk about a few updates. Okay, well, uh, we don't have um, much right now, but we have the we have the biggest one of all is that in a week and a half is it a week and a half now? Yes, we will be going to Vegas. And Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. And I've never been. And Vicky hasn't been since she was a kid. I was 12, so it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't it? Um, but uh, we are going to an event. It's a conference. It's called New Media Expo. And basically, it's, as you say, it's a... It's a Super Bowl of for podcasters, entrepreneurs, bloggers. It's amazing. Right. And so this will be our first time going. Um, this is our first year podcasting. So uh, it's something that we're really, really stoked about. And there are just tons. It's, what, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Yeah. And Monday, maybe? Yep. And some meetups and all sorts right. of things going on. So, so we're going to be busy. Right. So we've been looking at the schedule and planning out. You know, we're, we've got to divide and conquer. And so we can make the most of like all the events and all the uh, the speeches and the uh, seminars and everything that are going right. on. And uh, so we're really excited. And you know what? Something I would love to do is to be able to, to broadcast, uh, not broadcast, but record a little bit from there. So maybe we'll take our that would be our awesome. recorder. That would be awesome. Yeah, we'll take yeah. our little portable recorder and maybe we can bring back some little um, snippets. Yeah. And so the reason we really are excited to go is because we've got some exciting things planned for 2014 and um, for the podcast. And so mm -hmm. we're hoping that this is going to broaden our horizons, introduce us to some really more awesome people. I mean, we've already met so many right. cool people, but this is going to put us face to face with a lot of our peers in the industry. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're just hoping to learn a lot. Right, right. And, you know, I mean, 2013 was our launch year. So 2014, I, I know we both see as our growth year, like a, a big growth year for us and, and um, being able to, to meet face to face with so many of the people who were so inspirational when we were first getting started. Um, some of the people who have their own podcast, who have tutorials about how to do it and all of that stuff. So we're really excited to be able to meet and talk to some of these people. Yeah. And we also want to take this opportunity to thank you guys. I mean, I know we, we do that every now and then. And, um, I, you know, I just, 
the feedback we've gotten from our listeners has been amazing. The ratings we have gotten mm-hmm. in iTunes have been amazing. Um, and that's really helped us to, uh, that's really motivated us to be even better. Right. And we just really appreciate that. And all of the... Um support that everybody's given us from everybody from our family, our friends here, our friends around the the country and around the world, and then all the people who we've met, um, just because you've become listeners and followers on Facebook and on our website. So thank you. Thank you so much. Yep. And we'll be again, as Larissa said, we'll be maybe we'll be recording from there. But we'll also um, we'll also be providing updates even if we don't get to record from there. Right. So check Facebook and uh, we'll be out there. Okay, and then one other update, we had our Weight Watchers update, right? Mm-hmm. Now, this right. is holidays, so <laughs> so I think that, you know, for a while there I was maintaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'm down another two pounds. And really, I will say what Weight Watchers has helped me to do has helped me. I don't, I will be honest, I don't use my tractor every day. Right. But what it helps me to do is once I start to feel like I'm straying a little bit and I'm not eating as, as healthy or um, maybe my portions are a little out of whack that it helps me to get back on track with that. And so it's really given me a good understanding of, of portion control for me. That is my biggest downfall is portion control because you can OD even on healthy food, right? If you eat too much healthy food, it's still a lot of calories. So you have to, I mean, granted it's better than, you know, 10 bags of potato chips, but there's still a lot of calories in that you have to watch out for. Right. Well, and the same thing with me and my problem is, um, okay. Portion control. Yes. But, also, I tend to, to go for things, especially when I'm stressed or, or when I'm not feeling well, or um, I tend to go for things that are really bad, like like salty um, chips or candy or something like that. And so this kind of keeps it in the front of my mind that, yeah, okay, that tracker's right there. So if I start to get off of the what I should be doing, then I know that it's right there and I can just open the browser or open the app and put my stuff in and get a good sense of back of where I need to be and where I should be. Exactly. And it's just so eye-opening. Remember we went to, I went to, um, Larissa and I went to lunch at uh, BJ's mm-hmm. restaurant. Oh, um, yeah. And I'll tell you what, I got what I normally get, which is the, this is a good example of where you still have to watch portion control. Mm-hmm. So I got avocado egg rolls and I did, for some reason, I didn't look it up right before I ate them. And you're thinking avocado, thinking it's, healthy, it's healthy, it's got I mean, granted, vegetables. Yeah, granted there's they're fried you know but i mean it's it was still a lot of vegetables like you said an avocado uh yeah that pretty much set me back for (laughs) all my points for the day day, i know (laughs) and mine was no better yeah it's eye-opening though and that's really good because that at least showed me like wow i didn't have to have all Mm -hmm. of that i could have just eaten a portion of it or maybe made a healthier choice right exactly so we continue to be very happy with uh weight watchers we're still um part of their plan and right and i think like like we've both said i think it's just really helpful for us to have that so close at hand and so easily accessible so that if if i feel like i'm slipping then it's right there yeah and the other thing i've been doing a lot of is exercising so i've still mm-hmm. been exercising pretty much we've had some uh unseasonably warm temperatures here in south texas i mean it usually we usually have a short winter anyways but it's really been uh warmer like 70s mm-hmm. and usually right now we'll make usually about 10 15 yeah. degrees uh cooler. cooler but with that i've been able to run outside and i love mm-hmm. running outside it's very meditative for me so i've gotten a lot 
lot of running in outside. So I really, um, I think that's helped me to keep the weight down too. Right, right. And so for, for anybody who's counting, um, I will say <laughs> that if, if you listened back when we started Weight Watchers, I started at 224. And I got down to 219, and then I went back up a little bit, and then I went down to 216. Um, and then this week, I'm down at 215.7. Uh, I got down all the way down to 214 this week, but I was sick. I had two days where I was pretty much out of commission and not eating. So, um, but I'm back up to 215. And my pant, my what I'm super thrilled about is my shorts and my pant, my jeans are getting looser. I hear you. The same so, thing with me. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so let's go ahead and move into our um, main topic today, which is on New Year's resolutions. Now, Larissa, I know you're not very big on New Year's resolutions. No, no. Uh, And I'm not either. And I'll tell you why I'm not. Um, For me, it's about, when I think about the biggest changes I've made in my life, they... I don't wait for them. Mm-hmm. Usually, like when we became vegetarians almost a year ago, next month, as you know, know. it's going to be our one-year veggie-versary, um, we just made that decision. And I mm-hmm. didn't have to, I don't like to think, oh, wait till next year to do it, you right. know, because I think if you really want to change something, you just do it. Right. right. Um, now, what I do appreciate about n- New Year's is it does kind of give you that n- clean slate kind of feel, right? And right. we've had some tough things go on in our family in 2013. I lost my very best friend uh, 31 years. We were best friends since we were 14 years old to breast cancer. Mm -hmm. Um, Larissa lost a family member this year as well. Her uncle passed away. And uh, it's been a pretty tough year. But of course, we've had some great things happen to us too. So it's kind of been an up and down year. Mm -hmm. So I, for one we'll be happy to say goodbye to 2013. Oh, me too. <laughs> and we've talked about this several times, just, you know, between the two of us that, um, yeah, it's been, we had some awesome things happen. I mean, number one is becoming vegetarian. And then number two is this podcast and the website, just the whole vegetarian Zen. Um, and that's helped us. And I think I, I like to think that we're helping other people as well. And so that's definitely like super positive. Yeah. I mean, that's like one of the best things that could have happened to us, I think. And when I think about it, I've mentioned this before, uh, Larissa and I, you, you know, we're still on weight. We still have some weight to lose. But over the last couple of years, we've lost a collective 100 pounds. I lost mm-hmm. 70 pounds. And as a matter of fact, I was just talking to Larissa today that I want to post a picture of me at my unhealthiest weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and me at my healthier weight, which is again, down 70 pounds. And it, again, it was one of those things where I stopped and I just, it, it was not new year's and mm-hmm. I just stopped and I said, what am I doing to myself? Yeah. You know, I'm in my forties, I'm drinking alcohol, like more than I need to, mm-hmm. I'm eating, you know, really bad Lots stuff. Lots of bad stuff. We and, both were. Yeah. And I thought, what am I doing to myself? I'm putting myself on a fast track to death or, mm-hmm. you know, just to, I was not happy. Right. My, my mind, I was tired all the time. Right. We were both uncomfortable physically. Um, just, yeah, tired, uh, just not not comfortable at all. Mm-hmm. So know? so that's when I just made the decision. It was almost, again, just kind of in the moment. I said, that's it. I'm done. And one of the first things I did was I signed up with a personal trainer. Uh, and he and, and here's the thing. If you look into a personal trainer, a lot of people are going to be looking into personal trainers and getting healthier. That's like one of the top uh, New Year's resolutions. If you look into a personal trainer, the thing I would urge you to do is interview them like you're interviewing someone for a job to work mm-hmm. for your company because it is your it is you. It's your company. Uh, and I will say, I mean, you are your own company is what I mean to say. Um, 
I had a personal trainer before the one that I hired two years ago. His name was Sam. Great, great trainer. Um, I had a couple of them before that with nice people, but just, again, it's almost like dating someone like, you know, it was like, but would you want to marry him? You know, you really kind of have to look at them. Your personalities have to fit. It's just like a friendship. I mean, it's, you have to, you're not going to go and hang out with people you don't like. Well, no, you know? I liked them, though that's the thing. So they well, were yeah, just, yeah, I mean, it's but... not like I didn't like them. Here's the thing I think that was different with Sam is that he brought out something. He was really intuitive, understood that I was an athlete uh, since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So he understood how to ignite that in me mm-hmm. that made me really... I mean, fist pumping, you know, right. kind of, you know, when I left the gym, I was right. like, well, I've up. seen you training with Sam. Oh, yeah. And it's it was just, it was pretty awesome. It was intense. Yeah. And I was doing things that I hadn't done since I was a kid. And he was very good at knowing what my limits were. Mm-hmm. But he also knew psychologically how to pump me up. How do you really get me going? How to really tap into that athlete? And that's what I mean is you can find some. And, and again, I don't think that it's it's just their responsibility to do that. I mean, you have to bring some of that to the table, too. But it's it's almost like a like I said, like a marriage is kind of how I look at it is that the other person really has to ignite something in you. Um, and it really it can be a beautiful thing when you find the right personal trainer. Right, right. Okay, so um, what are some tips for making if you're if you're going to make resolutions? Um, and you know, when I was a kid, I used to make resolutions every year because you know that's what grown-ups do, right? So I remember when I was ten or so, um, I would I made New Year's resolutions and I wrote them on a piece of paper and I put them in my underwear drawer, you know, and that was like the thing because that, that was the thing you were supposed to do. That's what you see the adults doing and talking about and everything, and. I, you know, I would pay money for that piece of paper right now. <laughs> I would love to see what was on that. But um, I'm sure that it went in my drawer on January 1st, and it probably got thrown out, you know, six years later or something when, you know, or the next time we moved. But um, but that's a good point, because one of the tips that I wanted to offer today to anyone who's making New Year's resolutions, and I talked a little bit about this in one of the past, one of our past episodes you have to have something to remind you mm-hmm. about those on a daily basis, mm-hmm. really. And right. it can't just be like you write it down somewhere and you put it away because um, you're just not going to look at them. It's got to be something that you are, it's in front of you a lot. Mm-hmm. So one of the things we've talked about, and it sounds like we've got stock in the company, and I swear <laughs> to you, we really don't, but is Lyft. Uh, the Lyft application mm-hmm. is one, uh, as we've as we've mentioned, we have a plan out on Lyft for eating more fruits and vegetables. Um, but there are individual habits you can create for yourself that are like the stakes in the ground that remind you about the things that were important enough to you that you want to do for this coming year. Right, right. And um, so that's that's definitely something that you can use that to track your progress. And you can also use it um, for accountability. Exactly. Uh, just to remind you because you can set Lyft to send you reminders. And the other cool thing about Lyft or anything you use is uh, like that is that you have some, uh, you have a support group, right? right? There's a support group built in by other people, other users. And that, in that particular application, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, there's a social media component to it. So, uh, other people are giving you high fives today. I was mm-hmm. I put in my, uh, let's see, what did I do today out of my Lyft? I did juicing, uh, 
what else did I do? Oh, my writing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so I did several things, and you know, next time I go into it, there's my high fives from my support right. group. So. Right, and that's just such an awesome feeling, even if it's people who you don't even know, because you know that they're doing the same things that you are. Yeah. Um, and that's how they see your stuff. You know, it's because they're on the same type of list. Um, so that kind of ties into accountability. Is you want to have someone to hold you accountable. So whether it's joining a group or um or uh, have an accountability partner, um, you know, joining a group, when I think of that, for some reason, I always think of marathons. And I think of, okay, so say Vicky wants to run a marathon, which she does, right? You want to run a marathon eventually? Sure you do. (laughs) You're going to run for both of us. And I'm going to hold the water. So when you run by, you can have it. Um, So if you want to run a marathon, you're going to go, you're going to want to go and find a running group right? That has people who have that same goal because they're going to hold you accountable, you know? Right. Um, and they're going to miss you when you're gone. You right. Know? They'll be exactly. like, where are you? Yeah. Exactly. Because they, they know that they're out there busting their, you know, what's training, you know, why aren't you? You said you wanted to run a marathon just like they did. Uh, and then the same thing with just an accountability partner. Um, you know, if you have that type of relationship with your significant other, um, like we do, I, that's great. But you have to be kind of careful because you you want to make sure you're not picking someone who's going to enable you to make excuses. Yes. And Vicky is so good about that. If I make an excuse, she calls me on it. And yeah. that's just awesome. So we're, we're very fortunate we have that. Uh, so really, whether it's a friend, uh, your, your spouse, your significant other, whoever it is, just make sure that it's someone who's really going to hold you to task. Yeah. Um, and let's back up a little bit, because I think one of the first things that we want to make sure when you decide what you want to, to focus on for the coming year is you want to make sure that you have a strong enough why. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, that's the part that people um, don't always think through for themselves. Right. And that's why it becomes a really weak uh, resolution. Mm-hmm. So, for example, with us be- becoming vegetarians, we did that in a day. Right. And the reason that that happened for us is because, and we were even talking about this over lunch today, when sometimes when people ask, is it difficult giving up meat? For me, the answer is always no. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason is because I have a strong enough why. And we've talked about that Larissa and I saw a couple of documentaries and uh, that those images are ingrained in my brain. And, right. and I'm personally glad for that because every time that something uh, does, you know, sometimes things smell good mm-hmm. or, you know, you see whatever, or maybe there's not an option for us and we have to go without eating or whatever. I don't, right. it doesn't bother me because right. there is a strong enough why right and and then on the other hand um well a little bit different is what i was saying at lunch today is that yeah i have been kind of almost having a craving for meat lately but what we watched and what i learned from that is enough to keep that you know to make that go away Mm -hmm. but it's it's a physical for me it's a physical it's the taste well yeah and and i'm very taste driven i'm i've always been very taste driven um but so that's what it is for me Mm -hmm. is okay the taste of something like that but nothing nothing is worth that to me after 
seeing what I saw and knowing what I know now. Yeah, and we were raised as meat eaters, both oh, yeah. of us. So, I oh, mean, yeah. you know, it's natural that if you're hungry and you smell something mm-hmm. cooking on the stove, whatever it is, you know, you're, it's going to get you going. Yep. But again, if you have a strong enough why. Yeah. And then the other thing that I think is a really common pitfall for people is that they make their goals unrealistic. They have to be something realistic. And I'm not saying don't stretch yourself because you obviously want to, you don't want something like Larissa had at the intro. <laughs> you don't want it to be a cakewalk either because right. what's the fun in that? But so you just, you, you, you want to make sure that you're setting them realistic enough to where you know it is a possibility. So if you say, I'm going to lose 100 pounds this year, maybe you can do that. But mm-hmm. if your brain doesn't really believe, doesn't buy it, right. you're going to give up pretty easily when you think that's impossible right. um, for me to do that. Now, if you say, I, if I'm going to start out by losing 10 pounds, mm-hmm. then that's a little more realistic. That's one of the things I love about Weight Watchers, by the way. Remember, it reprimanded both of us when we lost weight too fast? Too fast, yeah. Yeah, so it was saying, you know, really half a pound to two right. pounds or... No, a half a pound to a pound or something like that. A week, a yeah. A week is realistic. Yeah. Um, so and, then, and then the other thing about that is it it rewards you in small increments too. Right. So every five pounds you lose, you get a little, you almost it's like a little award thing that pops up on your screen. You know, I mean, it's not anything tangible or physical. They don't mail you something, but it's every five pounds you get another little reward thing on your screen. So it's very small increments. It's not saying, okay, well, you've got to work and work and work until you lose 15 or 25 pounds, and then we'll say congratulations. You know, it's, it's little things. Yeah. Oh, I love studying stuff like that. There's a book called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg that I love. Mm-hmm. I'm reading one called the, uh, another book called The Foodist right now. A very good book. And it goes into the psychology of what you were just saying, kind of like those rewards mm-hmm. along the way that push you. Because like, if you say, I'm going to lose 100 pounds, that seems so far away. Yeah. As opposed to, I'm going to lose two pounds. Right, right. And you have to reward yourself along the way like that instead of waiting until you hit your goal weight. Say say my goal weight is 150 pounds, which it is. Um, if I wait and say, okay, I'm not getting myself a new pair of shoes until I hit 150 pounds, I'm never going to get a new pair of shoes, you know, because it's just not, I'm going to get more discouraged and more discouraged as it's taking more and more time. But if I say, okay, when I lose 10 pounds, I'm going to get a new pair of shoes or I'm going to do whatever it is, something small. I know because I hate shoes. No, it's not, but that's actually yours because that's one of yours is a new pair of, of athletic shoes. shoes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, or as I call them sneakers, Uh, (laughs) it always makes you laugh. I don't know why it does. Uh, but yeah, for, for whatever, whatever my reward would be, if I wait until 150 pounds, I'm going to get so discouraged you know, that I'm never going to get there. Yeah. But if I say every 10 pounds, I get, um, oh, I get to go to Michael's and I get to spend $10 yeah, there you go. for every 10 yeah. pounds, you know, mm-hmm. um, then that's more realistic. Okay, so let's get into another tip here. Uh, and that is being specific. Mm-hmm. And I will say be very specific. So you don't want to just say something like, I want to be healthier in 2014, because that's very vague. And quite honestly, that's not very inspiring either. You just say, uh, I just want to be healthier. What does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean, that could be something um, that happens inside you that you don't even, you're not even aware of. And you can say, okay, well, I'm sure that my stomach felt better for m- more days than it did last year. So, hey, I'm healthier. Yeah. 
uh yeah no yeah there's not there's not it's not very motivating what it would be a better way to phrase that would be to say i want to eat at least two fruits mm-hmm. uh, a day or three vegetables a day or make sure i'm getting in eight glasses of water a day something mm-hmm. like that um that is more specific that you can actually check off right. it's not just kind of out there vague right. and there are apps for that Oh, there's a ton of apps. And you know what Lyft. an apps geek I am. I know. Tons. I was going for apps. Lyft, but yeah. Oh, okay. But well, there, there are really a lot. are a yeah. ton of apps. I mean, yeah. Lyft is a nice free one. Yeah. Um, but there are tons of free ones and then some paid ones too. But um, um, right. there are no, a lot there's of ways no to do lack that. Of, mm-hmm. of ways in today's modern world for you to keep track of that stuff. Yep. So no excuse. Okay. So we talked a little bit about tracking it. Let's talk about, and again, this is one of my favorite things about expecting perfection. And I think this is the reason why so many people quit after a couple of months. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's funny when I was still working out with Sam, I worked out with Sam, my trainer for about two years. Um, And one of the things you you'd see these spurts of people coming to the gym and especially at new year's and it would be like, and I see this at work cause I have a gym at work as well. Uh, people come in and it's like so crowded and then it starts to thin and thin and thin out. And thin so out. by January 23rd, it's less. And then by February, by Valentine's day, people are getting chocolate and not going to the gym. And yeah. Yeah. So. And, and I think a big part of that is that people expect perfection that they just give up if they already, you know, quote blew it. They're just like, well, I'll just try again next year. Well, and I think that ties in with setting unrealistic goals, too. Because, you know, if if somebody goes in all gung-ho on January 1st and says, all right, I need to lose five pounds a week. How long is that going to last? Or I'm going to exercise every day. Yeah. That's unrealistic if you're not used to working out every day. Mm Mm-hmm. So um, don't expect perfection. Uh, I am one that is really, I talk a lot about the all or nothing mentality and how that is such a big pitfall for people mm-hmm. so uh, and that reminds me of the nelson mandela quote that i had closed one of our recent podcasts with which is don't judge me by my successes but rather how many by how many times i fell and picked myself back up right so if anything give yourself that win you mm-hmm. know if you stop if you said i want to go to the gym four times a week and now you're down to two rather than just giving up and stopping altogether um, give yourself credit when you go back in. Yeah. You know, so many people, like, I see people at the gym. It's so funny because, uh, you know, like I said, we have a gym at work and I, I go pretty regularly. I probably work out three times mm-hmm. at least there at work a week. And, um, and people, so people know me and they'll, they, when they look at me sometimes, they're like, oh, I haven't been in forever. <laughs> and like, shamefully. And I'm like, well, you're back. Yeah. That's, that's all that matters, yeah. you know? So people are just really hard on themselves, I think. Right, right. And there's nothing wrong with adjusting your goal. You know, like like the example that you just said, if you had you had set a resolution to go four times a week and after six weeks, you're only going two, adjust that goal and say, okay, well, I'm going to go two times a week, you know, and once you get into the habit of going two times a week, which is what you've already been doing, then, you know, maybe after a month say, okay, I'm going to add one day. Yeah. You know, because it, it's, it's adjustable. It's not locked in place. All right, so I think that does it for our tips. Mm-hmm. Um, did you want to kind of share a few of the, as we were doing our research, a few of the funky traditions we found out there? Yeah, these are fun. And it's so funny because we've actually done a couple of these I things. Know. You know, one of the things that I was telling Vicky over breakfast this morning, um, which was actually kind of lunch, because we actually did something really rare this morning. We slept in. We slept until 10 o'clock, which was unheard of. We're usually up, up by 7. I know. Well, I got up at 6, because that's just my internal clock will get mm-hmm. me up at 6. 
and I was really tired. And so usually my mind was just racing for some reason. I think it's because I'm about to go on vacation mm-hmm. and I, there's a lot of things I'm trying to wrap up uh, at work. And so I just had my mind racing, but I knew I had to go back to sleep. Well, I went back to sleep and it's like 10. So. I know. We woke up as 10. So anyway, that's kind of off topic. But um, <laughs> yeah, one of the things I was telling Vicky over lunch, breakfast this morning is um, one of the things I love about her is that she's always trying stuff. That's one of my my most favorite things to hear come out of her mouth is, I'm going to try something. I'm going to try something new. And she says it all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's just so awesome to me because it's just, she's so excited. You know, you're so excited when whenever you want to try something. And it doesn't matter what it is. It can be, um, I think this morning it was uh, not accessing the internet for two hours after you get up. Yeah, social media. I didn't want to get social on any media. social media. Right. Two hours. So when I wake up, to not get on anything. Uh-huh. Uh, and then for two also, hours. And when I go to bed. Yeah. and But she's always doing stuff like that. and But it can be just anything. And I never know what's going to come out of her mouth after she says those words, I'm going to try something new. You, you make me sound like Doc from Back to the Future. You know? <laughs> Experimenting, experimenting in some lab. I married a doc. (laughs) That's so cool. No, but I just, that's one of the things that I love. And so going back to some of these traditions, um, you're the reason that we've tried some of these goofy things. I know, I know, because they sound cool. (laughs) Yeah. And it's something that you've read somewhere, you know, over the years in some book or or other. And you're like, okay, well, let's try this. And I'm always along for the ride. I'm like, okay, Uh you know, um, so one of the ones that we tried a few years ago was something that uh, is something they do in Ecuador, right? And this is to make a list of things that d- didn't work last year, in the previous year, and burn them. Then burn mm-hmm. that, burn, burn them. <laughs> Uh, don't burn the things that didn't work, but burn the list. <laughs> <laughs> don't burn people. No, 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 no. Um, you can't blame us for this. Yes. So disclaimer. Uh, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. So make a list and then burn it. And that's supposed to, what does that do in Ecuador? What do they say that does? It's just, you're, you're destroying it. I mean, it's gone. Right. Yeah. And I think it says, uh, usually when, when you break up with someone, they'll uh, burn the picture if it was a bad breakup. Yeah. So it's supposed to like completely get that out of your life or out right. of your, your system. It's ash. It's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about in Puerto Rico? Oh, they throw buckets of water out the window to clean out the old year. I All love right. that. Hey, let's do that. Uh, we haven't tried yeah, that one. That's pretty, yeah, we haven't tried that one. We could. Well, and our windows downstairs in the living room, thanks to Molly, don't have screens. Yeah, we could <laughs> so try we that. Could open a yeah. window. And we have plants under the window, so it could water the plants at the same time. Oh, and I like the other part of that, though, too. They also clean their homes and decorate them, as it's supposed to symbolize the cleaning of cleaning of the spirit. Cool. Hey, we clean. could smudge the house. You know I am about a clean house. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> All right, well, this is a good one. And Alex, you have in parentheses in our notes, Alex told you this. Is that Alex, your hairdresser? Yes, the guy who cuts my hair. Awesome. Okay, so what does Alex say? He he told me that one of his exes used to wear new, a new pair of underwear every New Year's. And I said, well, why? And he <laughs> said, so that you're not carrying around last year's crap. <laughs> That's awesome. And I, I, I told him, I was like, what is the state of his underwear normally then? I was going to say, it also, I guess it depends on what you did on New Year's Eve. <laughs> 
ew. I was like, oh, okay. But um, yeah, he because he was telling me, I need to get a new pair of underwear, because I guess he still does that. So. Right. Okay. Well, now we know something about yeah, Alex that we didn't really I need know, to know. <laughs> I know. Um, well, and then something related, uh, in certain parts of South America, people will wear bright colored underwear. I thought that was really cool. Like, every color symbolizes something so like red if they're looking for love yellow if they're looking for money you know right that's pretty cool yeah i thought so too um and then there's one about grapes where's the one about grapes because we've done that one too remember we have done that one which one was that i think that that? was um was that in spain yeah they wolf down handfuls of grapes yeah as as like strikes 12 right Right. And I think it was a certain number that we did. I think it was 12, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or something. Yeah, it's like one for every month. One for, yeah. Yeah. And um, so we've done that before. Um, okay. Here's one. Many Danish. It says, leap off chairs at midnight. I don't get that. I think we'd probably hurt ourselves. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. No, no, no. I could see that going really wrong. Really? Yes. No offense, yeah. hon, but probably more for, for you. me. Yeah. No. None taken. She trips a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they also break dishes, yeah. and I do that. I, I don't hey, need she New does Year's. That anyways. Yeah, yeah, I don't need New Year's to awesome. do that. Yeah. Um, all right. So how's that? I mean, I think that's pretty. That pretty is. Fantastic. That was really cool to think about. You know, people around the world doing stuff like that. So yeah, it's really cool. All right. Well, if we do anything crazy this year, we'll let you know. We'll share. <laughs> Okay, so let's get into the recipe of the week then. Okay, well, since it is going to be New Year's, I will be doing a compilation of awesome ways to prepare black-eyed peas, which I love. Vicky, not so much. No, I'm not a fan. Uh, I grew up with them. Um, You know, I think I may have mentioned this on the podcast before. My grandpa, my papa, um, grew black eyed peas and he had he had small plots of land uh, well small five acres up in canton and then when i was younger he had some place a place out here but anyway he would grow um crops he had corn and several different kinds of peas and beans and you know fruit and all different kinds of stuff so i would used to go up there and i would pick them and then my nana and i would shell them and then we'd cook them for lunch and that was this one of my very very favorite memories so Uh, What I thought I would do is put together kind of a list of different ways that you can prepare black-eyed peas because black-eyed peas are, um, especially in the southern United States, are supposed to be very lucky. Mm -hmm. And that's a traditional New Year's dish is Hoppin' John, which is black-eyed peas. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how that's done. I've never made it. But um, eating some sort of preparation of black-eyed peas is supposed to be very lucky on New Year's. Do you know why? I'll tell you why. Why? Well, because, and this is interesting, um, because when the peas, when they're cooked, they swell, and it's supposed to symbolize prosperity. Oh, cool. And I think that it dates back a lot further than than the Old South, too. I think mm-hmm. um, there's a, a, a long, long Jewish tradition. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's other traditions around that. Right. Well, nice. and the thing that's interesting about that is mm-hmm. what I was reading when I was reading about this, uh, it's saying that... It's a, a Jewish tradition that goes back before the time of Christ. Oh, interesting. Um, and Or just right after. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe just right after. But anyway, what they were saying is that it was supposed to be lucky, and that's why they were encouraged to eat that. But then in the, I think, 1730s, um, there was a Jewish migration uh, to Georgia uh, in the United States, like the state. And that's kind of where that kind of took on significance here in the United States, because there's a large Jewish population there. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, with the Civil War and everything, and um, then crops were grown and everything. So, but anyway, so I think I will do that. 
Now, the the part of that that I do like that you make is the cornbread. Cornbread. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, um, lift definitely. I'll eat, I'll make black eyed peas. Gotta take a picture of the cornbread. And you can have and put some it cornbread too. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so then that leads us into our last segment here, which is our quote. And I will be sharing this from Edith Lovejoy Pierce, who said, We will open the book. Its pages are blank. We are going to put words on them ourselves. The book is called Opportunity, and its first chapter is New Year's Day. I think that is so cool. It is. It's great. And it kind of goes back to what we were saying about even though you and I aren't big on New Year's resolutions, we are. We do appreciate the kind of clean slate feeling that you get from New Year's. Right. And I think that's a perfect thing for us to focus on this year, um, that this is our opportunity and we're going to be making the most of it in 2014. Yep. And so we're looking for, forward to an awesome year. Thanks again for all of your support. We really appreciate it. And we will talk to you soon. All right. Happy New Year. Peace out. Bye. Hey, Veg Centers. Thanks so much for joining us today. Please be sure to visit our website at www.vegetarianzen.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Vegetarian Zen or on Twitter at Vegetarian Zen. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.